0: Today, my message is called Talking with Strangers About Jesus. Now, last Sunday, we talked about talking with friends uh, about Jesus, and I trust that you've been looking for opportunities to talk to your friends about Jesus, to have conversations that dig a little bit deeper than, you know, how's the weather, you know, how are the Cardinals doing? Uh, that's, uh, those are good starters, but God wants us to go a little deeper and to have greater influence and to actually change our world. Now, the bottom line, though, is that believers ought to be looking for opportunities both to talk to friends and strangers. Now, where do we meet strangers? Well, we encounter strangers perhaps on your job. I mean, they might be people in the next cubicle or uh, people that are just coming into work, people you don't work with closely. You encounter strangers if you go to school. You encounter strangers in your neighborhood. You might know your next door neighbors, but what about the person a couple doors down or the person a block away? You encounter strangers when you go shopping, when you go to the mall, when you go to a grocery store, when you get your hair done, when you go to the doctor's office, when you go to a restaurant, you get the idea, so on. We meet strangers, uh, some of us every day, most of us every week, now and then. Now, it's easy to just discount strangers. I'm not going to see them again. I don't know them. I don't, we shouldn't say this, but I don't care about them. I've got things to do. I'm just going to go my way. But God has a plan for us as believers. We are to let our light shine, whether to friends or to strangers that we might meet in chance encounters. In some ways, you might say sharing your faith with a stranger is easier than sharing it with a friend. Now, why is that? Because you may never see the person again, and so you can practice. (laughs) And if you make a mistake, well, no, I shouldn't say it that way, but it really is easier in a certain way because uh, you can just be yourself and let God work through you. The first verse we want to look at today, and the verses are found in the white page in the middle of our bulletin. You might want to pull that out. has the verses written out here, on the back is a study guide. That uh, you can study on your own. The life groups that are meeting this week will be going over that. Uh, Most of them will be. And so we encourage you to utilize that resource. 1 Peter 3 says, Do not fear what they fear, do not be frightened. But in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared. You might want to circle that phrase. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. And so, in other words, as believers, we are not to be afraid. We are not to be fearful about sharing our faith with unbelievers, with sharing our faith with strangers or friends, because Christ is Lord in our hearts. We have boldness. We have courage. We can overcome any type of temptation to hold back. And so these verses, the Apostle Paul instructs us to be prepared. As somebody asks us a question, to have an answer. To defend our faith. To tell why we believe. To tell somebody else the good news about Jesus. And today we're going to talk about overcoming our fears and talking with strangers about the Lord Jesus Christ so i'd like us to watch a video clip it's about talking with strangers about jesus it's called now or never it has to do with the often fleeting opportunities we have when we encounter a stranger if we don't take advantage of that opportunity it may pass by and we may never see that person again we may never be able to influence their lives for the lord so watch with me this clip called now or never well now or never the consequences of choosing to get involved of helping somebody else uh, can be enormous those type of opportunities i call divine appointments god sets them before us and we have a choice to make are we going to get involved are we going to reach out or are we going to hold back or not situations that are prepared by god for us to witness for the lord jesus through both our actions and our words. And so we want to learn how to be more aware of the divine appointments that God puts before each of us in our lives as we go through them walking with him. Now our story today is from the New Testament. It's about a New Testament believer named Philip. Philip was not an apostle. He was simply somebody who had been appointed by the apostles to help serve food to widows. Uh, He was Serving in the church in that capacity, but as Philip was faithful in that God had other work for Philip to do and He began to use him to reach out to others and bring them to the Lord Jesus both people He knew and strangers today. We're going to look at a story of Philip in Acts chapter 8 Where he encounters a stranger and we're going to see how the Lord used him Mightily in this stranger's life. First principle we're going to learn is we need to listen to and follow God's guidance. Our story begins in verse 26. It says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. And so he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of Ethiopia. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home, was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. And so our story begins with an angel communicating to Philip and telling him to go to a certain road, giving him directions to this road. Now, God can communicate with us in a number of different ways. This type of guidance, specific guidance, was given by an angel. And before you discount it, angels still exist today. They existed thousands of years ago. They exist today. They still work to guide, to minister to believers. They still communicate with people. I've never seen one. I've never heard one. I would love to. You hear that, God? Uh, But that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. God still guides people in, in many different ways today. Now, generally, God communicates his specific guidance through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks to us in our hearts. And if we have trained our ears, our spiritual ears to hear, we can hear him giving us specific directions such as where to go, what to do, what time to do things. And so Philip hears God's voice through the angel. Now notice the angel doesn't tell him any reason to go to this road. He doesn't tell him what the plan is. He just says, go to this road. And Philip decides to follow the angel's direction. He gets to the road, and as he's at that road, he meets a a chariot carrying a eunuch who was a high official in the government of Ethiopia. This eunuch had worshipped at Jerusalem. And so, although he was not a Jew, he was obviously a God-fearer. He was somebody who was seeking to know more about God. In fact, he was so interested that he had purchased a scroll. Now, is obviously very wealthy. Those scrolls were very, very expensive because they were all handwritten. No such thing as mass publishing or e-books back then. And so it was this handwritten scroll that he had uh, produced at great cost. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah to understand more about God. And so obviously this eunuch was a total stranger to Philip. But God had arranged a divine appointment between Philip and this eunuch. And so as Philip comes up to the chariot, I imagine if I was Philip, I'd be praying, Okay, God, I'm at the road. Here's the chariot. What's the plan? I don't really know what's going on here. What am I supposed to do next? So verse 29, it says, The Spirit, speaking of the Holy Spirit, told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. And so this form of guidance is is pretty normal today. The Holy Spirit speaking to people who have ears to hear telling them what to do. And so the Holy Spirit says go to the chariot stay by it. Philip ran up to the chariot and as he was listening he heard the eunuch reading aloud the prophet Isaiah. And so we see God guiding Philip in different ways. God can guide in a number of different ways. In the book of Acts, we see God guiding people through angelic communication, directly speaking by the Holy Spirit, through dreams, through visions, through other people, uh, speaking to people, uh, direction, words of prophecy, many different ways that God can guide believers. But Philip now knows that he is engaged in a divine encounter. Uh, This isn't something that Philip dreamed up. This isn't something that he plan this is something that God had planned and I'm sure he was looking forward to what God had in mind and so Philip had listened to and followed God's guidance and so today I'm not suggesting we wait till an angel comes and talks to us before we do anything because we might be waiting for a while God usually guides in more subtle ways just I really like that video now or never and the young man had a choice to make. Am I going to reach out and help the guy who dropped his groceries? Or I'm busy. I got plans. I got an appointment. He can pick it up himself. I'm sure God was speaking by his spirit. Go help that man. That is an opening. That is an opportunity to enter into a doorway into his life that I have prepared for you. There may be times in our lives when God speaks to us and certainly he can help us in planning our schedules and everything and there's nothing wrong with planning, but God often interrupts our schedules and gives us opportunities to move in a different direction, perhaps to change the time of an appointment or to go in a different direction. God may be arranging a divine opportunity for you. You know, sometimes when things go wrong in our lives. God is arranging a divine appointment. And so sometimes we get caught up in complaining and grumbling because this thing broke and now I have to go to the store or I have to call a serviceman in or I have to do something different. But did you ever consider that perhaps God is arranging a divine appointment for you? Because you're out of your norm, you're going to meet somebody new, and perhaps that is a person God wants you to speak to or to let your light shine before. And so be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Think about others. Don't just get so consumed with yourself. Think about how you can help somebody else. Think about how you can be Jesus' hands and Jesus' feet to somebody else. How you can show his love to others. And helping others, even strangers in need, can open the door to building a relationship or to sharing something of the Lord with them. And as that story dramatically, that video dramatically uh, showed us, whether you and I listen to and follow God's guidance can make a difference in the eternal destiny of another person. In fact, that person is going to reach other people, and so the ramifications can be huge. And as we'll see, we don't know the whole story of what happened to that eunuch, but I believe that when he went back to Ethiopia, he had great influence. For the Lord, and many other people were brought to Jesus through him. But I'm getting ahead of myself uh, in the story. So we listen to and follow God's guidance, and then we learn to engage in conversations and share about Jesus. Our story continues in verse 30. And Philip asks, he says, Do you understand what you are reading? He asks the eunuch a question. And he answers, how can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. And so he invited Philip to come up and sit with him in the chariot. And so Philip begins his conversation with the eunuch with a question. And this is a method that Jesus often used. It's a way to to open the door for further conversation. And as we'll see, the eunuch did not understand what he was reading. And so he was very open to, to answering the question and getting input from Philip, and so we invited Philip into the chariot with him. Now, did Philip wait for the eunuch to initiate the conversation? What do we tend to do? Then say, God, you know, if you really mean for me to talk to this person, have them talk to me first. You know, I don't, I don't want to break in. I don't want to be obtrusive. I don't want to do something that might. Uh, but God wants us to initiate conversations. He wants us to get the ball rolling. Often God will direct us to initiate a conversation with a stranger and not wait for the other person to say something to us uh, in the beginning. So the eunuch in verse 32 was reading this passage of scripture. He said, he was led like a sheep to the slaughter. This is from the book of Isaiah. And as a lamb before the shear is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. And so the eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is the prophet talking about? About himself or somebody else? Now it's important to understand that the eunuch the was reading from the Bible. And he didn't understand what he was reading. But that's not a bad thing, you see. Sometimes people say, I, "I don't want to read my Bible because I don't understand everything in it." So it will join the club. You see, there's many things I don't understand. There's things other people don't understand, but as we read the Bible, as other people read the Bible, as we encourage people to read the Bible, what happens? you have questions. And that opens the door for God to give you the answers, either directly or through another person, in this case, through Philip. And so the eunuch asked asked Philip what the prophet Isaiah was talking about. Was he talking about himself or somebody else? And that was a huge opportunity to talk about Jesus because this part of the Scripture was talking about Jesus. And Philip seized the opportunity. It says in verse 35, Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. And so Philip didn't get bogged down in explaining everything about Isaiah and what Isaiah did and the kings that reigned in the time of Isaiah. He explained to the eunuch that hundreds of years ago, the prophet Isaiah had been writing about Jesus, the same Jesus that I'm sure the eunuch had heard about uh, that had been crucified in the city of Jerusalem. Philip explained that Jesus was the Lamb of God. Jesus was the one whose life was taken. Mentioned in this passage, he was crucified. Laid in the tomb for three days, and then he rose from the dead and ascended back into heaven. It's important, as Philip did, when we're talking about somebody to somebody about spiritual matters, to bring the conversation together back to Jesus. A person's response to Jesus Christ is the most important response. God wants to teach us how to engage in conversations with strangers, move the conversation to sharing about God's Word and Jesus Christ. Now how does that apply to us? For some of us, God wants us to work first of all on simply engaging in conversations with strangers. It might not be something you regularly do. There's times we're tempted to just sit there, and these days, what are we tempted to do to fool with our phones, right? There's not as much conversation going on. You ever notice that? You sit in a waiting room, and what's everybody doing? They're fooling with their phones. And so that's an opportunity, though. They're not engaging in conversation with other people to engage in conversation with with strangers. Just because a person's fooling with their phone doesn't mean you can't talk to them. And I'd encourage you to do to do that. For others of us, maybe you're a real talkative person, you talk to everybody about everything. That's a gift that some people have and God may want you to begin to lead the conversations a little deeper. They're talking about things of greater importance to actually turning the conversation towards spiritual matters and you know you can do that Pretty quickly. You might begin. One way is to ask a question. Or make a comment yourself. Relating to God. Relating to Jesus. Relating to the Bible. Relating to the church. Something that's related to spiritual matters. And that can open the door for the conversation going further. Could be a simple thing. Instead of saying. My what beautiful weather we have today. What could you say? You say something. Like, I thank, God for, I thank God for the beautiful weather we're having today. I mean, you can bring God into all kinds of ordinary statements, and it may lead to something else. At least it makes the person aware that you are a believer, that you talk a little bit differently, perhaps, than they might talk. You might say, I had a great time at our church picnic last weekend. It's really great to have friends that you can count on. Now, what does that do? That says that you're involved in a church, that you have friends there. And that could open the door to further conversation. You might say they're reading something or reading something on their phone or reading a book. You might say, well, I was just reading my Bible this morning and a verse really stood out to me for today. That might get some things rolling, too, even with a stranger. And you might follow it up. Do you ever read your Bible? Well, and then the door is opened. The stranger might ask a question, or you can ask another question. And we're going to talk next week about how different people respond differently to the gospel. And uh, everybody isn't going to respond in the same way, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't Initiate these conversations, because every conversation like that is sowing seeds into a person's life. Now, you can conclude your conversation by perhaps asking if they have anything you could pray for. That's a simple one. And you might encourage them to read the Bible. If They say, well, I don't have a Bible. I don't read the Bible. Why don't you get a Bible? Or you might even offer if there's a way to uh, help them to get a Bible through you in one way or another or even inviting them to church with one of the invite cards that's over there on our table. So there's lots of things you can do to leave a lasting impression on somebody. Now, how do you know what to say? Every person's different. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit's guidance and follow him as best we can. Let's ask God to make us more aware of the divine opportunities that he gives each and every one of us, I believe, Each and every week to talk with people about him. And finally, we ought to follow up and keep talking about Jesus. Our story continues in Acts 8 verse 36. It says, as they were traveling along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here's water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Now, the first thing that stands out to me in these verses is that Philip must have taught the eunuch about, starting with the book of Isaiah, about Jesus' life, his death, his resurrection, as well as how to believe in him and the necessity of every believer to be baptized. And so Philip really... taught this seeker after god this god fear a lot in this short ride in the chariot and the eunuch was so excited after believing in jesus christ after accepting the good news of the gospel that as we were driving along in this chariot he said there's some water hey there's our opportunity why can't i be baptized why shouldn't i be baptized and and so he wanted to jump out of his chariot Uh, philip Obviously was glad to honor that request Philip went out. They both went down into the water just as we saw in the video Philip baptized the eunuch in water and he was uh, Moving on with God following Jesus first Instruction for new believers to be baptized What happened next? Well, verse 39, it says, When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled along, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. And so Philip's divine appointment with the eunuch was done. It was over. He'd accomplished his purpose. This man had been saved. He was going to travel to his home country of Ethiopia and continue to spread the gospel there. Philip, on the other hand, was taken away by the spirit, and exactly what that means, I don't know. Is it teleportation or what? I don't know. It was kind of like, that's how I visualize it. He teleported, just disappeared, beamed up, beamed up down in another place. Um, I'm not sure. But anyhow, he was taken away from the eunuch. The eunuch went on his way, and Philip began or continued to share the good news with other people, with other strangers. God was developing Philip into becoming a very powerful evangelist. The eunuch went on his way rejoicing. He'd, been, he'd found what he'd been looking for. He was filled with joy. He'd come to Jerusalem seeking something, and God had answered the cry of his heart. And so Philip had made sure that the eunuch had not only believed in Jesus Christ, but he'd taken that first step of being baptized in water as a new disciple of the Lord Jesus. Now, this, this example of Philip moving from questions, moving the eunuch from questions about the Bible to belief in Jesus Christ to being baptized all in a single day, you know, obviously is moving pretty fast. This doesn't happen that often, it, it happens sometimes, but it's the exception to the rule. It's just showing us the whole path that might take place over a period of weeks or a period of months for many people even perhaps a period of of years. With strangers, you may only be planting the seed of the gospel. You may not be the one that's going to reap the harvest. Perhaps you're planting a thought in their mind about Jesus Christ or about the Bible or what, what a believer does. And somebody else is going to meet them later on and, and water that seed. And somebody else may be the person that actually leads them to the Lord. But there may be times as We've seen here with Philip or the example in the video where you, you actually begin to build a relationship with a stranger, somebody you didn't know, and God opens the door, and you can have an ongoing relationship with them, and it's important to follow up with them. Oftentimes we encourage uh, the, the attenders of this church to invite other people to church, and that's a great thing to do. And when they come, we need to continue to follow up with them. Continue to invite them again. They make a commitment to Jesus Christ. Encourage them to be baptized in water. That's an important step of faith for every believer. And so our goal for strangers or friends is that they understand the truth of Jesus. They believe in him. They are baptized, brought into the church, added to the church family. And so follow up with opportunities for, That God gives you to talk to strangers, to friends about Jesus and keep looking for more. Each person that you know, each person that you meet in life, is a potential opportunity to share Jesus with. So Let's listen to the Spirit's voice. Listen to the Spirit's guidance as to what we should do. God will guide us through His Spirit. Take the initiative to begin to engage strangers in conversation. When you're sitting here or there, begin to interact with them and ask God, how can I turn this thing to something a little more important, to a, to a little more deeper conversation? It might be as the relationship grows. It may not happen the first time. But God wants us to eventually find out where that person is at with the Lord. And if they're not a believer, to lead them in that direction. Look for more ways to share Jesus with strangers and friends. And so this morning, I want to ask everyone here, are you a follower, are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? If If you're not, we're going to pray a simple prayer this morning, a prayer in which you can invite him into your life, admitting that you've sinned, believing in him, and committing your life to him. So let's bow our heads right now. We're going to pray a prayer, and if you're not sure, that you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're not sure that if you would pass on today that you would go to heaven, God wants you to be sure. He wants to come into your life and give you the assurance that you have eternal life. So I encourage you, if you haven't done before, to pray with me. Say something like this. Father, today, I admit that I've sinned. I admit I've been Going my own way in life. And I've done things that were wrong. Please forgive me. I ask you to come into my life. I put my faith in you. I believe in you. I ask you to take control of my life. I believe you died on the cross that my sins might be forgiven. I commit myself to you as my Lord and Savior. Help me to follow your direction in life from this day forward in Jesus' name. And for those of us who are believers, let's pray that God would help us to let our light shine even to strangers that he brings into our lives from time to time. Father, today we thank you for this story of Philip leading a stranger to faith in Jesus Christ. I ask that each of us would be more sensitive to your Spirit, to listen to the Spirit's guidance. In every circumstance, wherever we go, whoever we're with, to reach out to those around us. Help us to break through fear. Help us to break through shyness. Help us to break through just wanting to follow our own schedules and to show your love through our actions to those who desperately need you in their lives. Give us wisdom, God, to learn how to turn conversations from the mundane, everyday things of life to things a little deeper, to things of, of the Spirit, to things of Jesus Christ, of God's Word, and of the church. May we have the courage, God, to focus, to bring things ultimately to who Jesus is and what He can do in a person's life. We pray, God, that those who make commitments to You would follow through And to follow you in baptism and becoming part of a church family. God, we pray that you'd use each of us to share your truth to our friends and strangers, God, in the coming weeks and months. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.